Welcome to the Leaving Cert Guidance Podcast. I'm your host, Donnacal Mahoney, a secondary school guidance counsellor. I also run the Leaving Cert Guidance Instagram and TikTok pages, so make sure to give them a follow to stay up to date. On today's episode, I am joined by guidance counsellor Brian Comerford. Brian also runs classroomguidance.ie and multiple social platforms, including Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. Today, we are going to be discussing jobs of the future and how students can future-proof themselves. Brian, you're very welcome back onto the podcast. Thank you. Delighted to be here. Brian, I know you've done some really good videos on what's in store for for us in future when it comes to the the job market. So I suppose starting out, Brian, what are some of the top emerging career fields that today's students should consider pursuing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's always been a kind of a, a bugbear of mine. It doesn't ever seem to be part of the conversation. We kind of go down the same old courses, the, the tried and tested, always looking at the ones with high points and chasing those. But yeah, I, I do think it's worth kind of looking into the future because our careers have been long. Um, so obviously, artificial intelligence is all the rage at the moment. Everyone's talking AI. I was just talking to my, my son who's in in engineering in Limerick and he's saying everyone's using AI. They're not using it to cheat, but they're using it to put through their 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 essays and stuff and to, to rewrite them and just to, to tweak them and get them up up to a higher standard. That's cheating it might be, but they're they're getting away with it anyway. Um so everyone is talking about the impact on AI on our work and how it'll make people redundant. As I said in one of those videos as you as you reminded me that there'll be a net loss of 14 million jobs over the next five years. And those jobs will be dangerous, dull and dirty, hopefully. That's what that's what they call it. So um, the jobs that will come on then will be, and, and as someone else said on a podcast I was listening to, the, um, AI won't replace humans, but humans with AI will replace humans without AI. So I think it's really smart that people at least become, you know, educated around it and how to use it really well and then apply it in their course or whatever job they get. So yeah, AI is something you need to be kind of aware of and looking at or even learning yourself a little bit on, online and just just upskilling in that area. Otherwise, you, you might be left behind. You might regret not, not getting up. Um, so let's move on to the next job that I thought was, that, that I researched was, was going to be important in the future was renewable energy specialist. So we, we've got huge issues here with carbon, with, I mean, what a summer we had. It was in you know, great weather and then it was all wet and then those fires all over the world and we have a climate problem. So, and we have to decarbonize really quickly and the technology that needs to be there, a lot of it, it hasn't been invented yet and a lot of stuff we do have. So we need to build an awful lot of stuff to um, harness wind, solar and other and um, geothermal. We need to build mini nuclear reactors. We need to do an awful lot of stuff really quickly. So this generation is going to have to, you know, step up to this thing that we've we've this problem we've handled them. So yeah, that'll be a really um busy, busy place. And I, and I think that those are the jobs. So like there's huge satisfaction in it. I think that you're actually doing something of real impact. You're saving the world, you know, and that's not even kind of making too much of it. So I think that the future will belong to green jobs. And and that you know kind of with AI solving problems and, and helping with the data um is an interesting space where they both kind of merge together. We might need AI to help us. Um so it might be very timely. So um yeah. 
So then there was data analysts, specialists. So, I mean, all the data that we, we generate through our marketing, through all the stuff we buy, through all the time, I mean, how long are we spending online? A lot of the students I talk to, um, hours a day online, and all the data they're, they're generating needs to be analyzed, analyzed with, with precision and, and analyzed to make decisions from the point of view of business. So that, that that's an interesting space too. Healthcare professionals, and um, we're getting older. Um, and there's also our demographic, and the, the world demographic is just getting older, and we're also living longer. Uh, and there's new technologies in health, and there's telemedicine, and there's all this, all the all the new machineries, and all all the stuff that's going to be put into us, and all the all the products that we make in in the medical devices keep us keep us younger and together. And that's an also a very interesting space too. Um, there is again on the online world cybersecurity special. So cybersecurity, I think Kim Kenny here, State Street um, announced 500 cybersecurity jobs a few months ago. And that's just in little Kilkenny. So, um, so does, um, if you, if you're interested in that sort of area, it could be quite lucrative for you. Um, and then number six, there's user experience designer. And you see a lot of this in, in, in computer courses. Um, so basically how, how we, we use the internet, how we use the, the platforms, how we use the apps, um, and that they're used well. So we can, we can, they're intuitive and we, we enjoy being online. These apps. That's good UX design. It's, it's a big area, and I, you, you're a guidance counselor in school, Donica, and so am I. And we have mental health as the next thing. So uh, there's an awful lot of anxiety. There's an awful lot of um, mental health is open and out there now. More people are talking, but more people are willing to come and talk to someone when they're feeling low or they have issues. And um, so there's going to be huge um, opportunities as mental health counselors, psychotherapists, all, all of those areas. That could be something that will those who don't like the tech and are empathic and like talking to people could be could be fun or at least rewarding. And then we have content creator, influencer. How much money in that is there? And <laughs> um, so I think yeah, content creation. It's, it's interesting you bring it up because I was reading recently that in America, fifteen billion was set aside last year for marketing uh, with content creators alone. So and I see uh, SETU Carlo have a new degree out this year or starting in September 2024 on content creation. So I think even though some people do joke about it, uh, there is certainly a future in it. Yeah, I mean, from my point of view, I don't really make much money directly from content creating, but it does it does build a brand and it builds people's awareness about what I do. So and so it indirectly affects um, business for me with with um, classroom guidance. So, yeah. I, I think it's fun. I think people are online. They're all they're all creating TikToks and they're mad to do it. So I think if like a course like in Carlo could be could be really beneficial because it'll it'll just help you structure what you do to have a certain purpose so you can generate revenue from it. I think that that could be very exciting for some some creative kids who enjoy doing the videos. Um, then at number nine we have environmental specialist. So we need people to look at the biodiversity crisis as well as the the carbon and the kind of go hand in hand because we need um. Our, our biosystems to work. We need the bees to be there. We need we need clean water. We need people to keep an eye on what industry are doing, but also to replace all the stuff that we destroyed in the last two hundred years. So the EU are are there's loads of laws gone through lately about redeveloping or, or rewilding land and rewetting our bogs is contentious in Ireland as well. So all of those issues about um, minding our our environment and and trying to kind of replenish it. And and then we have VR 
developer. I'm not sure how good this is. If 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 I've got it, kind of admit something. But to do the script for this video that we're, that I'm I'm getting the the information from, I went into AI and I went write me a YouTube script, top ten jobs of the future. And then I, I tweeted around the last one, virtual reality developer. So I think this is kind of a little bit. Um, it's a bit guesswork. On, on from the point of view of the AI when they put this one up, but yes, um, VR, Sony have a really good uh, headset out there lately. So there, I suppose it's it's a possible future where entertainment and we will move away from our TVs and move away from our, our phones and our Xbox, and we might go putting on the VR headsets, and then people will have to create stuff to go into there. Um, yeah, it was in yeah. ATU Sligo, and they gave me a VR headset in their environmental science department. Yeah. And they brought me to Iceland and it was very, very real. I felt like I was in Iceland where they were showing me different geographical features like waterfalls and things like this. And I was on the top of a cliff at one stage and I really felt like I was going to fall off the cliff if I went any closer to the edge. Uh, so I think virtual reality is incredible. There's a couple of things there you talked about. Cybersecurity, you mentioned, Brian, is going to be a huge industry. I agree with you completely. You were saying, Kenny, they're bringing on 500 jobs in cybersecurity and it's a massive and it's going to be an even bigger industry and of course you can do that either through the ceo um, in a degree or you can actually do it through an apprenticeship as well yeah and the other one brian you brought up was mental health which is very interesting because i don't think ai can replace anything with regards to mental health when it comes to practitioners and counselors mm -hmm. and psychotherapists and psychiatrists yeah. i think that has to be a human thing and you even mentioned empathy yourself Brian one of the key skills which kind of brings me on to my next question so like as technology continues to develop what specific skill sets do you see young people need to develop in order to thrive in future careers yeah um well the the, the number one um kind of skill people want is kind of critical problem solving is what industry look for and all the surveys that come back is that they need someone who can critical problem solving so Basically, that they need to be solving problems that, that are changing, continuously changing, things like climate, things like AI. So you're, you're, the landscape, like the world of work, the world we live in, is the change is happening faster and faster. So for people to be valuable in the workforce, there are the more valued people in the workforce are these problem solvers who can see problems and, and be one step ahead of it and be adapting. But also there is leadership. Emotional intelligence. So I think um, the Irish coach of the Irish rugby team there, um, I can't remember his name, but he's... he's Andy Farrell. Andy Farrell, so yeah. I was watching and, and big fan of rugby. But it, it just struck me as I was watching his interviews and watching how that he created such a successful team. His emotional intelligence seemed to be off the charts. Everybody was happy. Everyone was, you know, everyone really liked each other. And that doesn't happen by accident. And that's how a team performs really well. That's how a company really and the best leaders have high emotional intelligence, um, leading to, to communication skills, leading to be able to be adaptable. You know, um, a lot of the stuff that the humanities degrees look in, um, psychology, all of these things are really valuable skills. So we can get all technical if we want to. We can talk about the engineering, we can talk about the, the AI, we can talk about computer coding. But the people that are going to lead, the innovators, the creatives are, are going to be the ones that are kind of dragging these specialized skills are, are working with people with specialized skills and 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 leading them to to whatever our future is going to be 
Yeah, I was actually, I looked up a LinkedIn job kind of in preparation for this uh, kind of stuff that they were asking for, the skills they were looking for. Um, certainly, Brian, the first one you mentioned, problem solving is massive. And mm-hmm. even the, the 10 industries that you talked about previously, they're all solving problems in some way, shape or form. Um, funny, the, the skills they were looking for were something I thought that AI cannot replace. Even something like cultural understanding was on this LinkedIn job. Yeah. So being able to understand the, the, as kind of connects with emotional intelligence, but understand different cultures and people and how they react to things. Adaptability. So you're back to the humanities, the anthropology, the, the sociology. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And even the psychology in that as well. Uh, adaptability was another one which I think is brilliant. And, and I would see that as a problem solver as well, that you're able to adapt to a certain situation. And I can actually see students in school being able to adapt. And then the other skill that we're looking at was analyzing. And you'd mentioned data science earlier and having all this data, but being able to analyze it and bring it to the company and say, well, this is probably a change we need to make in our marketing strategy. Or this is the, the age group that's looking at us, the gender they're looking at us, or this is the part of the world where we seem to be doing really well. So being able to analyze all that uh, is key as well. So there are a lot of different transferable skills that we're looking at yeah. to kind of move forward in industry ourselves. Yeah. And I think if we go back to the AI, which is part of the discussion, that the AI might be able to do all of these things for us. So therefore, those skills that aren't needing any sort of technical skills, those leadership skills, the empathy, the emotional intelligence will become the most valuable skills that, that are out there. So I think for all the kids who are sitting in their bedroom scrolling through TikTok and, and not talking to people and not out playing games or in teams, I think that they could be you know, that could be a bit of a problem because they're, they're, they're not at the moment developing those social skills and those team building skills that, you know, how, how, to, how to have resilience, how to lose, how to win, all, all of the stuff that comes with, um, you know, interacting in, in your community and your society. No, I'd agree with you 100%. All key skills. So, mm. Brian, moving on, how is artificial intelligence AI expected to impact various industries and job roles in the coming years. And I know you'd mentioned earlier about there's supposed to be a significant job loss because of AI. Now, I remember kind of the first ever AI we kind of encountered, and this is probably telling my age, is ATMs. So at the banks, the people were, well, this is going to shut down banks, which it did. And this is going to render the bank employee useless, Mm -hmm. sort of did. However, it's not like all of these people in the banks lost their job. They were redirected into different areas of the bank, whether that was customer service on the phone, whatever the situation was. So that was the first big scare that we saw from an AI standpoint. I was, sorry, just listening to it, just kind of cut across here. I was listening to another guy talking about the bank tellers in in the UK poured honey into the ATMs when they first arrived. (laughs) I break them. So very like the the Luddites. And so... ATMs are almost redundant now as well. And yeah. this was a key piece of technology when I was a kid that you'd go, you didn't have to walk into the bank or wait for it to be opened. You can yeah. get your money out whenever you want it. Yeah, well, I suppose the new new job opportunities will be people who understand AI, um, technological advances that come with that, the AI systems, AI trainers, data scientists, AI ethics, what's going to happen to our society if AI really does take hold, robot engineers, and again, we're back to, to the creativity, the problem-solving people. Um, so, yeah, if you're going to be part of the AI revolution, you do you do need to be, you do need to be able to to 
they be comfortable in that, be comfortable in programming, coding, and and, pro- and problem solving in that in that realm. It's part of the conversation as well as what is it going to do to our society? So, so a lot of people are saying that the AI is going to be your coworker. It'll be bought as a coworker, and it'll probably it'll probably reduce your working week. So they are predicting that it'll the working week will become twenty hours or less. So that that has a huge societal impact. So do we do we pay people less? Do we you know do we pay the robots or do we do we just give you the same amount of money? Um, so this is freeing up lots of free time, and so it's a, it's a societal change we're talking about as, mu- as much as work. So a lot of people really haven't kind of thought about that yet, or we don't really know what it's going to look like. But there's kind of these, there's this uh, the e- utopia versus dystopia. So the dystopia will be that the people with the AI get ahead and become really, really wealthy, and those without it then become poor. So you have this widening gap between rich and poor. But the, the more optimistic people would say that, you know, you more people have more time. We can play more golf. When was the last time you had a game of golf? Not since I, August, the end of August, before we went back. Yes. To <laughs> yeah, I, I'm something similar. I think I played once in between. But so you, you can get out and play more golf. We are, as I said, we're getting older. We're changing the, the world. Getting older, caring for older people, volunteering in your community, becoming more involved in your community. You could be working on climate, the idea of service. You know, leave our society better, contributing, talking to each other more because AI will free us up and give and give more time. That's the that's the optimistic side of things. Um, mm-hmm. So there's all these ethical things that, and, and that's why people are kind of putting out these health warnings about AI because if we let it run off, we could we could end up with with real problems in society. But we need to mind it. And we need to we need to look at these. And there's there's jobs called ethics, AI ethics, and so people yeah. looking at. Speaking of real problems in society, and you'd mentioned it there when you were chatting, was the climate. And, and UN made a stark warning on Tuesday last week about climate. How can young people leverage technology, Brian, to address environmental uh, challenges? Yeah. So, sustainable solutions, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I think the Industrial Revolution happened. Then we had the Information Revolution. And the next one is what they're calling the decarbonizing revolution. So the green energy. So we have solar panels, we have wind, we have wave, we have a bit of that, we, um, geothermal. Um, but they're saying that there's about 40%. If we're, going, if we're going to hit these goals that we're looking for for 2050, about half the technology hasn't been invented yet that will allow us to do that. So there's a whole amount of re- a huge research piece that has to happen. So we need to create you know these deep things that suck carbon out of the air and ones that do it efficiently. Um, and we need to build and build. I think they were saying that you we should be 10, 10% adding to the solar infrastructure every year. And we need to do that for the next 30 years. So there's going to be a huge amount of jobs in in kind of building the stuff, um, maintaining the stuff. Like the I saw a new apprenticeship came on a couple of years ago, the wind turbine maintenance, which I yeah. was brave and I can take up heights I would have gone for as a young fella. It looks like great crack. But there's all, all of this infrastructure that has to be built. And it, it hasn't been built quick enough. So there's a, again, there's a big catch up. So we have to to hit these um, goals that they're they're saying to to keep the climate not heating more than one point five degrees, which is probably probably missed by this stage. But there's still a huge amount of building to to mitigate it anyway. Um, You're so, still looking at STEM, then, Brian. You're still looking at science, technology, yeah. engineering, maths. You didn't mention the construction, obviously, the physical part of it. Yeah. But, but we're generally looking at STEM, the kind of bring back 
this climate change and even continue with AI. They're the fields. Although you did mention humanities for the yeah. skill sets uh, for graduates as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you have, yeah, you've got green building. So yeah, yeah. humanities, I suppose leadership of these would be, but you're looking for entrepreneurship as well. You're, yeah. you're looking for the next Steve Jobs, the next Elon Musk, and they have to be leading in the area of climate. So you're looking, you need to, as, as again, I was listening to another podcast and say, we need another 10 of those guys to it. Because if you look at Tesla, Tesla didn't exist 15 years ago. And it's probably the, one of the most wealthy companies in the, in, in the world. So you're looking for that sort of impact with, with people coming in with new ideas and, and that kind of leadership, that sort of drive. So yeah, we have the EV infrastructure that needs to be done. We have geothermal. We have these things that talk about micro nuclear and there's all that thing, the nuclear fission, you know, they're doing in France and all that. That could be a game changer if they can make that work. We have unlimited energy, but they're saying they're about 20 years away, maybe 50 years away from making that happen, but they're, they're getting breakthroughs every now and again. So it's, it's high end science. Yeah, you're right. It is STEM. So sure, um, you, you know, not being on the island of Ireland and having all these waves from the Atlantic Ocean surrounding us, that we yeah. should have serious renewable energy with all this wave energy. We could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, yeah, the, the national, um, there's a thing I, I pulled up. We had, There was a thing that the, the Greens and the government put together there. It was the the, the climate action plan. I probably, probably deleted it on myself. I had it on my laptop. Yeah. And we we're talking about we need to create 10 gigawatts of um, offshore wind. We need eight gigawatts of onshore wind. We need like two two gigawatts of micro generated you know everyone with solar panels feeding back in everyone with evs feeding back into the grid so you have all of this all of this happening as well so like it's it's a complicated problem we're, we're talking about like, like things that we're, we're kind of doing on the hoof at the moment because we're, we're in catch-up mode you you also have environmental science conservation and i talked about that earlier in, in the day to people who can actually measure um the the biodiversity and all of the things we need to fix there and climate resilience and adaption. Um, so people, so in community, so in, in third world, we're getting this uh, brunt of all of this um, this climate and change and displacement. There's, there's um, people who need to go in there and help third world to get, get up and running and to get power and to get green energy because that's where there's a huge amount of investment going into third world. Um, I was at Kilconomics last year and they were talking about that, that actually the, the, the low-hanging fruit is actually if we can just spend a lot of money in Africa or they, they, they start setting up all these coal burning um, energy generating plants. We can actually get, get ahead of that and help them have green energy first rather than because their population is growing faster than anyone else's. Um, you have the agriculture, you have whole, the whole thing about feeding us and, and how to do that properly and how to keep the emissions down. And the farmers don't like this because we're, we're asking them to get their their cows down and stop um, all the emissions that come out of that. But you're talking about managing that. So all the ag science degrees will be will pay and uh, play an important role in managing um, the emissions from agriculture. And yeah, and then you've got the whole construction area and the the, the carbon neutral building um, and all, all of the you know making anything that's made new is should be carbon neutral or yeah. at least heated anyway. So there's, there's there's huge opportunities there because it has to be done. There's pressure. So I suppose, Brian, when it comes to the CAO, what kind of innovative courses related to environment and sustainability and, and climate actions? I, I yeah. know most uh, courses on the CAO will at least have a module on sustainability. 
but there are courses, full courses on sustainability, environmental science, climate action, a yeah. huge amount in the CEO. Yeah. I looked, I made a quick search on the Qualifax website and I, I got to see, just when I put in environmental and then I put in sustainability and I got 47 degree, level eight degree options coming out of that. Now, all the science degrees would, would come into that. All the ag science degrees would come into that. All, a lot, a lot of, an awful lot of the engineering, even law came into it um, as something because you have all these environmental laws happening now and people will be you know, needing uh, law, um, solicitors who are well versed in environmental law. And companies will need that as well. So yeah, so yeah, and you've outdoor and you've got quantity surveying came into that. So all of them have modules in environmental and sustainability because uh, I was listening to uh, the World Economic Forum and there was a, an Irish woman who works for LinkedIn and she was saying that loads of companies are looking for graduates that have this on their CV that they understand sustainability and they'll be able to help drive their company forward in meeting all the goals that they have to meet so they're they're looking for undergrads or people with masters to have something with sustainability in their resume or cv yeah. so that is um that's why most well, coaches have that module now i think it's a basic literacy for college now is to understand sustainability understand how we can control different aspects that we're using i suppose brian the, the last question i'm going to ask you it's a bit opinion-based uh, is AI a negative or a positive in your mind? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's people scared of it and there's people really excited about it. And I said, I've been doing a little bit of listening around a bit of research before this podcast. Um, I would be optimistic because I, I don't like working so hard. I think if we could, if we could, um, work less, I think it'd be great. Everyone's so busy running around the place and everyone's stressed and everyone's just, you know, working to stand still. Um, I think it'd be great if if, if the, those dirty, dangerous, and dull jobs could be taken out of the system. But also, we need to mind the people that are that are losing a job and be able to retrain and to get and get people to you know have good lives. And that would that would be fantastic. That'd be the optimistic side. But again, there is that danger of the big guys taking the technology and going and running and huge advantages and just becoming wealthier and wealthier and and leaving us behind. Um, so I don't know. I don't think anyone does know. I'm optimistic with AI. I think we've moved so quickly in the last 20 years, even in technology in general. Like I suppose the internet is still a relatively new concept mm. and what it's brought us, positive and negative. And I think yeah. AI will be the same. There will be absolutely negatives. People will abuse it in certain ways. But I think there's going to be a huge amount of positives with artificial intelligence as well and like you said Brian hopefully it brings us less work and more time off uh, yeah. as, as a human race Brian just before you go where can students find you uh, to find out more because you do produce some brilliant videos on YouTube that I actually use in my class and uh, you're on socials as well yeah well um, I have my YouTube is kind of where I, I think I keep my content kind of sits better because I think you can find it easier so Classroom Guidance is the YouTube channel because it links into the, the resources I create for guidance counselors. Um, and you can find there and subscribe. And be, every new subscriber, I plant a tree, with donate to uh, a charity called Self-Help Africa, and they plant fruit trees in Africa for sustainability. So so every new subscriber, I, I am donated to this charity. So, so it's Brian, it's not all talk. You're genuine on sustainability. and Yeah, EV. 
solar panels. Yeah, um, we don't have a fire in the house. Yeah, I really, I mean, I'm genuinely not concerned. I think, I mean, I've got kids. Yeah. It, it could, I mean, we really have to. And, and we need the best minds working on it. As I said, we need these, these Elon Musk types um, leading, um, leading us into the future because we're too old to fix it there, aren't we? That's for sure. And I don't have the skill set to fix it either. But Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to go and leave us our guidance. And you can catch Brian on Classroom Guidance. And we'll chat to you soon, Brian. Thanks very much, Danica. Pleasure.